Welcome to Motivated for Tomorrow. This work is one of motivational fiction, and in that, it is a bit unique. It represents all which is related in books of fiction, motivation, and self-improvement, but it is far more powerful in the combination of all these things. The title, Motivated for Tomorrow, has a dual meaning. If one is motivated only for tomorrow, why then little or nothing might be accomplished today. If one is not motivated for tomorrow, there might be no hope or direction. And these things are vital to our success and happiness. So join me, and through the eyes of our characters, we will discover the following. How to reboot, redefine, and reinvent ourselves into the version we want. Not what society says is right, or what others might wish for us. Envy is for fools. Each of us is special. Let's dig deep and bring about our best. This is a journey we will take together. One of the many wonderful things about Motivated for Tomorrow in its format is our ability to meet several characters from various stations in life and different vocations. Hopefully, we will be able to relate to most of them. In the introduction, we will meet David Higgins and Benjamin Harris in person, so to speak. But there will be references to others, including Ben's son, Stephen, who is heading off to college. Stephen has been given a number of focus points to study during his growth at the university. His father hopes that they will reinforce what he has been teaching his son throughout his life. He shares these with his friend David, who has asked Ben, someone he considers to be very accomplished and grounded, to help him with a reboot of sorts. During the course of the story, and in addition to the three mentioned, we will interact with the following characters. Matt Brady, a 20-year-old junior roommate of Stevens. Leo Hawkins, a homeless man in his 60s. Natalie Zuniga, Matt's 19-year-old girlfriend. Carl Morrison, pool hall fixture in his 50s. Judy Gilbert, 27-year-old physical therapist, and she works with people ages 15 to 90. Paul Hart, 35-year-old bartender. Andrew Olson, 40-year-old car salesman. Brian Dawson, 67-year-old retired head of security. Daniel Adams, 55-year-old barfly. And Margaret Kelly, owner of Maggie's Mug. She's in her 70s. By its end, you should be able to redefine yourself and reinvent yourself with purpose. And we will do it together. Follow me. These chapters will make up the body of this book. Number one, find your voice. Two, goals to live. Three, the meaningful path. Four, know your limitations. Five, the great equalizer. Six, falling prey to the unreal. Seven, faith in its power. Eight, health in a better self. Nine, continue to improve. And 10, act today. Moving into the main chapters and subjects of this book, we note our growth. Each is compounded, each adds to the other. The end product is foolproof. The key, as always, is execution. The first chapter is find your voice. What do you want to say? How do you want to say it? How do you wish to carry yourself? How do you wish to look? What message do you choose to project? Our voice is more than what just comes out of our mouths. It's what makes us unique and can represent the foundation of our being upon which all adjustments or improvements are made. In chapter two, we create goals to live. Many of us operate on opposite ends of this one. Some of us do not create goals at all. Some of us are obsessed in the creating so much so that the achieving is secondary. We will look at a different way to set and achieve goals, then move on without getting stuck in the process. 
Who we are today is based on the decisions and actions made over the past three to five years. Where do we want to be three to five years from now? We will begin the process together. The meaningful path is defined in chapter three. So often we take the easy path laid before us. We make the easy choice. When we learn to see challenges for the benefit they might bring, we will learn that the meaningful path is the one to choose. We will take an honest look at our limitations in chapter four. Limitations change during the course of our lives. We eliminate some while others are created. We must know what they are, acknowledge them, and focus on either removing them or working on living with them. Successful individuals of all kinds have limitations. They present very little when recognized and outmaneuvered. In Chapter 5, we take a peek at the Great Equalizer. We are all finite and have limited time in this world. We face self-doubt, anxiety, forms of depression in our search for meaning in life. We are the same this way. How do we overcome these things and avoid falling for the absurd joke? Falling prey to the unreal is the subject of Chapter 6. So many of us seek to avoid reality. Somehow it is undesirable, even repugnant to some. But whether it be through isolation, games, addictions, or other surrogates, we are certainly better off to discover and live in reality. Or truly better, to create a reality that is ours, but confirms the common reality to which we are all subject. Chapter 7 speaks to and represents faith and its power. This section singles out no particular religion or faith, but targets the ability of faith to help us improve our outlooks and our lives. Though some might disagree, it is the opinion of many that human beings are hardwired to require some form of faith to be happy. Remember success and happiness? There are certainly successful people who are unhappy. We strive for both. And there are many who attribute success in life with true faith and happiness. It is achievable. Health and a better self is a subject of Chapter 8. Without submersing into total cliché or absolutes, I am certain we have all heard some form of the following. If you have your health, you have everything. Or, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. While there are indeed many who have achieved greatness without perfect health, all of us should understand that it is better to take care of ourselves in order to achieve our overall best state. Imagine what these wonderful people could have accomplished with glowing health. Most of us can do better. Chapter 9 deals with continuous improvement. Whether it be one's physical conditioning, education, spirituality, or state of mental well-being, we must continue to improve if we are to achieve all of that which we are able. No matter our station in life, we all have resources to improve. We have to find them and use them. The final chapter encompasses and represents one of the meanings of the title of this book, Act Today. If we are obsessed with tomorrow and believe we will always have the time to accomplish our goals and achieve our dreams, we will discover that we truly do not. Get on it now. Again, please join me for this journey of discovery. I am grateful for the opportunity and we will act together to help one another become our very best. Please subscribe and look for additional podcasts every other week until our work is completed. The entire introduction to Motivated for Tomorrow is now available in podcast form and on HamiltonSalesTraining.com under the Motivation tab. See you there.